Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, are you? I am the producer, Matt Duncan, and I'm having a, a blast here with all the buttons and the sound and music. Fred, how are you doing? I am having a great time. I have a quick question for you. Fair. You held up a dealer poker <laughs> uh, thing during our intro um, for those uh, watching on YouTube. I'm just curious, what is that? Uh, yeah. Is it a joke that I should understand? <laughs> Uh, you know what? It was a spur of the moment thing. Don't know why I, uh, I it caught my eye during your intro and, uh, I've actually just been, you know, uh, I've been using it in a way to, uh, fix my exercise bike. Uh, so that's why. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You never so would have thought. No, no. This isn't a casino dealer thing. Yeah. There's no, no okay. I'm, not, I'm not like now working at, uh, you know, the, the, the exhibition uh, casino that they have in the summer. Have you ever been there? Uh, I haven't, but I have. when the X, when the CNE is back, <laughs> real I'm weird. going with you. Oh, please. It's super weird and super packed. So yeah, once this is all over, I'm sure uh, that barn will be roaring again. Hey man, last time I was at the X was with you and I bought a bunch of socks. They're so tight. They cut off my circulation <laughs> on my ankles. What? Yeah. Don't <laughs> buy socks at the X folks. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, we got a really, really good pod today. Yeah. Uh, Ian Gordon's back. You love Ian Gordon. Uh, hilarious. Uh, Derek Deanna Rain's back. Yes. Um, you know, he's uh, working on a bunch of CBC shows. We we talk about uh, Trent Jr. We talk about Pascal, the new bigs, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which teams uh, need a, a rebrand, perhaps. Yes. And, uh, of course, you know, stock NBA question. We talk about the NBA's worst contract. Uh, it's always yeah. a fun one. Um, but, Matt, you know, uh, before we get going on the pod and uh, for people tuning in or for people who listen regularly, thank you very much. How can they help us out? Where can they find us? You know, how can they go the extra mile if they want to? Check out our website, dunkspodcast.com. You can always go there. That could be the start of your hero journey to help us out. Or go to the sonarnetwork.com. That is our podcast network. And we've got lots of great podcasts there. If you do go to the website, click the and more button. That's my favorite kind of button. The birthday song, my favorite lyric, and many more. So click that and more. Button and and you're gonna find us. You're gonna find a whole slew of podcasts there that you can listen to. And then on our Twitter and our Instagram, we've got these link trees set up. I've been planting these things. I water it. We've got links you can click on for the for the the Patreon if you want to support us there. If you want to listen to podcasts on the day we record, that's gonna happen too. And uh, you know, as well as a toque. You know, Ian Gordon, he has one of our toques. He displays it through the entire 
episode today. So oh, check that out. It. Yeah, if you want to check out our YouTube, we do uh, post the video on our YouTube so you can watch it there. If you if you just need to see someone, if you're stuck at home during this weird time and you just want to see yeah. us in our <laughs> we'll wave smiling you, you faces. Yeah. Hope, we hope you you're know, well. Sometimes you just need us there to fill up the room, you know? So you know, power to you. But as always, please uh, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Please, if you can, for a quick second, give us a rating and a review. Uh, thank you to those who have. We really appreciate it. <clears throat> and that is all I have to say. And many more. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm glad you went back to that <laughs> anymore because you knew I was going to bring it up. Yeah. It, it was, it was a special moment. Um, Matt, you're a pro. I don't know what to say. You're my Matty D. You, you cover all the loose ends. Oh and you introduce some weird ends. Uh, so, you know, whether it's someone's ears falling off because yeah. of, of not having our toque or breaking into a, a deep baritone uh, and many more. I, I appreciate it. You're a pro. I'm lucky oh, to have you. No problem. Uh, I, uh, you know, last thing before we get into this. Uh, yeah. Sure, most folks are reeling from the uh, the horrible news um, <clears throat> from from the other night. Uh, so I will just say um, justice for Dante Wright. Uh, we'll learn more, but um, stop Asian hate. Black Lives Matter. Call your city councilors and defund the police, folks. And with that, I do believe we are uh, ready to go and. Um, Get this pod going. Uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're ready, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Let's get going here on uh, a super fun pod. Um, I'm very excited to have these uh, these guests together. They they once did a podcast together uh, in person in in uh, in the real the real world together um a while ago so uh it feels like a while ago and um i don't know let's bring them again let's bring them together virtually uh right now uh number one he's uh, he's done the pod a bunch of times uh, i'm very excited to talk uh about all the new big men with him because he's probably the best big man basketball player i know or at least, you know, he embodies it the most. Uh, he's a headphone master. Um, he's amazing. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Ian Gordon. Thank you. Thank you. How's it going, everybody? That's good. I do like that intro. You know, it's, it's taking a long time, but it's growing on me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we always talk about how it's like a, that that would be used in torture. And so maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's a Stockholm syndrome. Like you're, you're in Stockholm now. I think the fact that I've been under quarantine for so long, we've all been under quarantine for so long. I think that that is lending to the fact that, uh, techno bagpipes is kind of just like rolling off. You know, like, I'm just like, that's it. That's the best you got. Come, you know, come kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. You're like, you know what? That's better than the sound of time slowly passing. Right? It is. Um, you know, on, on that like fun existential <laughs> note, <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, I, uh, I met him through uh, Dwayne Watson, a.k.a. Sweets. Uh, he works for CBC. He's a writer. He's hilarious. He's a sneakerhead. 
Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Derek DeAndre. Hey, what's up, guys? What it do, baby? What it do? How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man, I'm I'm very, very excited to, to have you. Uh, yeah, man, it's been a minute. I'm excited to have you both back. Like, I don't know. Do you guys remember each other? Or is that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. How could I forget, you know, when people thought my name was Kevin? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, this was a classic uh, Freddie Butchered intro. But as you can see, like, I slowly get better over time. So, you know what? Uh, I wish I wish I could say you're the only one. But there's there's many more victims out there from, <laughs> from me just getting a brain block, stutter happy. But... Hey, here we are. Uh, Raptors are stuttering. Uh, how's that for a transition, right? <laughs> let's, um, yeah, let's move right to Raptors talk. Maddie, good sir, please give me your most delicious Raptors sting. You gotta let Matt do his audio, right? <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's go to you first, uh, Derek. And, um, I mean, yeah, I, I can read through his kind of like basic stats, but before I do that, uh, you know, I'll see where we're all coming from, but where, where are you at with spicy P? Like what's the temperature take? Is it, you know, has he been downgraded to a Sriracha? You know what I mean? Like, is it still, is it how, like for me, jalapeno is like, yeah, okay, fine. And habaneros really want to get started. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm still high on Pascal. I I mean, if we're talking like a hot one scale of ratio on hot sauces, mm-hmm. like he's not a sriracha, but he's not like the bomb. Like I think he's somewhere right. in the middle right now, but for obviously like good reasons because of everything that's happened. Like I got I got a lot of thoughts on Pascal right now, and I'm I I'm high on him, but uh, I, I'll, I'll wait to hear what everybody else has to say before I explain myself further. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see where you, where Ian is. Um, I, I, you know, I feel like I, I got a Siakam t-shirt. Uh, I'm definitely, you know, I'm not, uh, the driver of the bus, but I, I've been a big fan of spicy for a long time. You know, I didn't question the, the max, uh, contract, anything like that. I still generally like the contract. I think he's having uh, some issues closing, but, uh, you know, also, I don't want to take all, all the points away. And, and I want to I open this up because I think in a frustrating season, your main guy, you know, even though it's also Kyle as well, becomes a lightning rod. And that's part of sports. So I don't want to be one of those fans that's like too defensive. Um, yeah, Ian, where, where are you at with Pascal? Are you, are you frustrated? Or are you? Um, yeah, he's a good player. Like he's you look at someone like Pascal and you look at our team and kind of what we're trying to do. And he fits that kind of role that he's in. It's like we're always wondering, is he, you know, sort of 1A superstar player? Is he the unquestioned leader of a team? I don't know. I mean, I don't think – I don't know if he'll, he'll be that person, but he's, a, he's like a 1A complementary player. He's skilled. He can – he gets rebounds. He can get, get points. He gets to the bucket. He shoots it at a pretty good percentage. The one thing, though, is if I'm looking at, like, if you look at his numbers from this year to last, they didn't really regress immensely. He's got some some bits down, some bits up. It's mostly the three-point shooting. That's that's the factor that I, there's two things that I was looking for, for 
with Pascal. And now this might be system based and it might be, you know, other players getting injured and the slow start, etc. It's been a weird year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to to fairly judge him as an individual player when the team has been sort of going through so much <clears throat> in yeah. different ways. Well, well um, but the two pieces that I wanted him to improve on, he 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 didn't. So I was looking for maybe you know a bit more three point shooting. He's down in three point shooting. You know, if you're going, if you're shooting at two three pointers a game, then your three point threat as far as the opposing team is concerned. And if you get that up to two and a half three-pointers a game, three three-pointers a game, then you're one of the sort of guys that people look for, for, for three-point threats, especially big men. You know, you'd be top, probably top 10 big men in the league, top five big men in the league, three-point shooting-wise, if you hit that many. But mm-hmm. if you go the opposite way, then I'm kind of, I'm looking at it. I'm, and again, I'm not saying that he's, been shooting worse maybe it's i think it's hard to to say that it's you know you hate to to be the this pundit who's like places blame on someone's shoulders or something i don't think that's fair but the fact that it hot did go, take gordon over the fact here. that it did go down is a problem that's a problem because if you're, you're an opposing defense and you're scheming against him then you look at him and you say well we don't need to worry about three and then mm-hmm. t- if you take that out of his game then he doesn't become one-dimensional, but he certainly becomes more predictable in what you think he's going to do. He's going to drive dish. He's going to attack the hole. Like, you know, it, it hurts him a lot. Um, and I think I would love for him to shoot a better percentage. Like, if he could get over 50% from the floor, it would be huge. Like, that, that's such a big thing that a lot of people don't look at. But if, man, if he... But, and again, that might have... That speaks to the threes going down. Like, man, if he if he was hitting if he was hitting either two three pointers a game and fifty percent plus from the floor, that's great. But he's hitting two and a half three pointers a game and shooting over fifty percent from the floor, then we're talking like that's amazing. But at the same time, I don't, you know, like you said, I don't. I, I'm still okay with the contract. Like, we're going to talk about contracts and stuff later. So, but if you look at his, you say, okay, I I I can come to terms with this. You know. Yeah, I think you know you brought you brought up a lot of good stuff and and come to terms with it is 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 a good take because in a year of development where I think people are looking for all sorts of different things, you know, some fans are like panicking and like you know it's just all they can think about is the season they want it to be over and they want to think about the draft, and then there's some fans that they 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 you know there's the Lowry Masai thing. Or the fans who are, are kind of like, why won't this team go on like a 15-game winning streak? And it's tough because there's there's so much nuance here. And, you know, I, I, th- I think you dealt with that pretty well. Um, just before I go back to you for a bit more on uh, Siakam, Derek, um, I just wanted to, yeah, to tell the listeners just what we're talking about here. So into the season so far, um, Pascal is shooting 20, uh, uh, basically 28% from three which is pretty bad. Uh, and last year he was shooting or he finished at uh, 30, basically 36%. Uh, so, wow. and, and, and like kind of to your point, Ian, last year he was 2.2 makes this year. He's 1.2. And, and that's just a huge difference with how the defense guards you. Um, and then also I think Siakam is one of those guys where, where confidence is big and we're seeing what happens when you're the number one. It's like, 
you know, you bring in a new move, cool, you'll get scouted. So it's like you have to keep developing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think Pascal will. That's where my confidence comes from. I think he's just the type of person that won't stop developing. But also these late game situations are kind of like, it's almost like you can only develop by playing them. So I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at. It's a little bit of a weird space. Um, I hope we didn't take all the points away, Derek. No, 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 not at, not at all. Um, I, I think, no, I think, I think you're right on the, on the money with that. Like for me, um, my biggest reason why I have confidence in him is because I just really believe in the guy as a person. Like, I mean, more so than just him as a basketball player, like him as an individual, as a human being, I really believe in him. I believe in his story. I believe in his passion and his drive for the game uh, and, the, and the time that he puts in. Like, look, d- does he deserve to be critiqued when he messes up and, you know, makes a dumb mistake, like double dribbling on a mm-hmm. floor? too fast break in a two-point game yeah like yeah but there's levels to the slander like you can't like you can be respectfully disrespectful with your jokes without being like racist discriminatory or just oh my god yes on the guy like there's levels right like and look that part's horrible it it really is it really is and like unfortunately like the way that this stuff works with the court of public opinion like people are always going to kill him on twitter with the beyblade jokes and him spinning and how limited some of his skill sets are like ian was saying like where it becomes very predictable or like Mm -hmm. how not clutch he's been during these like pandemic seasons and especially because like now he's getting paid 30 million a season right like when you're getting paid 2 million and like the expectations are low and you you surpass the bar of course they're going to be like yo this guy's great but when you're getting paid 30 million they're like mm, i'm gonna need to see a little bit more than like a spin right um seriously so i i, I totally i totally totally get all of that but i mean again you know anybody making that amount of money should rightfully be held accountable when they mess up for sure but the problem with like this like razor's edge of nba twitter and like people that just like react to shit on on social media is that everybody like wants to hate but then have their take be like hot too it's like they they want the raptors to tank but then they get mad when pascal does something bad that leads to a loss that then helps the tank or like they want to you know to say that kyle lowry's washed but then other teams that are contenders are going to be clamoring for him, but then they want to give us like a pizza, pizza platter for him. Like it, 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 it makes no wow. sense. Well right? said. Like, and then and, pizza, you know, pizza platter, just, just to pause for a, <laughs> that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful. Yeah. Thing. You know, shout, shout out to the girl that did my sauce. Um, <laughs> but you know, all of this to say is like, at the end of the day, like I, I, I believe in him and I believe in Pascal and his skill set because there's really not that many like long rangy forwards who can cover like a crazy amount of ground, both defensively and offensively and have actually been battle tested like we've seen this guy yeah he was like a number two number three in the playoffs but if you if you do it if you do it on the nba finals level like that that to me you're proven like like when it matters the most you came through and did it and that's that's one of my colleagues in the background talking if you can hear that by the way it sounds Um, like he still loves DeRozan yeah he still loves DeMar but you know DeMar went through this too right DeMar bricked a whole bunch of shots he did yeah off his foot in the clutch against Milwaukee like Kyle was shit in the bed like we we've seen all of this before and short of like Pascal developing like the yips or becoming like so unhealthy that his abilities just like fall off a cliff. Like I think the talk of his demise is like greatly exaggerated. Like you mean to tell me a guy who's picked up pieces of like DeMar DeRozan's work ethic, Kyle Lowry's leadership, Kawhi's like even keel attitude and Masai's like tact is going to fail 
nah, I don't, I don't buy that. Like, especially after everything that this guy's been through, like mm-hmm. you, you have an all-star season, it gets cut short because of the pandemic. Nobody knows what's really going on or what's going to happen. Don't touch a ball for months. Come back, get dropped into Florida in a bubble where it's essentially like a pr- an NBA prison that like is good and bad to to some degree. Mm-hmm. You got the backdrop of everything happening in America with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all the protests and racial inequity and inequality um, and police br- brutality. You've got the mental health issues on top of that, and he just is completely out of sync. Eventually, he has he comes out of it. Shortest offseason in NBA history. Season starts slow. They dig their way out of a hole. Then the coaches get hit with COVID. Then the players get hit with COVID. He comes on and says he's lost like 10 to 15 pounds. Fred's out here saying, I'm still trying to recover on the fly and like get my cardio and lungs back. And then you fall into another hole and now everybody's trying to bury them. Like this season is an anomaly. It's an aberration. Like I don't think this is what we're going to see next season. I don't think this is something that we're going to consistently see now, but I guarantee you it's going to build character and especially mental toughness. Like when, when, when the clutch happens again for Pascal in a year or two, he is going to hit those shots. Oh man. That's like, okay. I I just need that like on loop and that will be like my positive recording. Like when I leave the house in the morning, Uh, because like I do, I think that hardcore Raptors fans have this feeling and you, you know, you never know with sports, but it's just, especially with Pascal, it's almost like there's this, like, you know, I, I think for, for during this pandemic, it's been rough for, for so many people, but my, my friend Carl, you know, he framed it so well. He's, he talks about how, you know, during COVID there's like, there's just extra blows for some people. And, and Pascal seems like one of those guys that's received extra blows. And I think it's going to feel extra good when he rises up. And it just seems like you will. So, you know, I, you know, where fandom meets delusion, you never know, but I'm, I'm for sure on the side of, of Pascal and just, I'm going to enjoy it so much, but um, you know, the only thing you didn't bring up Derek, and this is the perfect transition for me, but I think a huge, huge part of Pascal's struggle. Um, and I know everyone's already slagged on this guy, but it's having to play with Baines. And I think, not having that big, you know, who can just push people around, take an extra foul, throw an elbow, you know, if not dunk, maybe get a close putback type thing. Boucher is doing all he can. Uh, but I, I, like many people, I decided he was a four like three years ago. And he's a great four, but he's a four. And, you know, we see that height's not everything when it comes to a five, right? Some of the best fives in NBA history are shorter guys and they're just like huge and jacked. Um, but yeah, Derek, uh, let's, um, let's just go. you know, I, I want your, your early thoughts on, um, Freddie G, you know, let me just say happy to have another Freddie. we got a Freddie V now we got a Freddie G, uh, Freddie G and, um, Ken Birch, the Canadian boy. we got two Canadians. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like both of them. I think again, like it, it, with Kim, I'm, I'm, I think people are like getting a little bit too blown out of proportion. Like, Oh, he's this Canadian guy and he's going to like really kill it. Like he's not a starting level big in the NBA. And I'm mm-hmm. really glad that Nick nurse came on and said, like, um, I think he could be a really good backup big. Cause that's really ideally what I think his ceiling is, is like a really good backup big, really good rotation guy that could sometimes sp- step in as a starter, but is not really really going to be your main guy but I think mm-hmm. I'm excited for what he could bring because of the fact that like 
the Orlando situation wasn't really ideal for him. Like in, in the same way that like when healthy, the Raptors have a glut of guards that like someone like Malachi Flynn is going to be stuck behind with like Kyle and Fred. And at the time, Norman, now Gary Trent, it was the same thing with Orlando, right? Like Orlando had like how many rotations oh, yeah. they had Vucevic, they had Bamba, was Mac Biombo, now Wendell Carter. So it's like, if you're playing behind all four of those guys and none of those guys can really shoot the three all that well, what sort of minutes are you expected to get? Like, it's no wonder the guy never sniffed any real playing time behind all those other guys because you can't play any of them together on the court because they can't shoot. So, of course, he's going to be the odd man out. And I, to me, I think that's what I'm excited about is seeing what he could actually do with real minutes, with actual shooters surrounding him on the team, with good coaching, with good management around him. No disrespect to Orlando and, and Jeff Waltman those guys out there oh, okay um, I, I, I sorry i was just gonna say are we like when you're naming all those guys i'm like are we missing jeff weltman but you know no, no disrespect yeah, to jeff Weltman. yeah yeah no like he you know he was solid this time in toronto but like again like i think it, it pays to have these guys in good situations who you play with absolutely determines how good you look right like totally I'll make people that are not really great NBA quality players look amazing, right? Like I think about Bebe, for example, you know, he unfortunately he retired and he's such a wonderful guy, but he's not really uh, an incredible NBA level talent. He's really got good raw skills, good size, but Kyle made him look amazing. Kyle made him look like an incredible alley-oop threat, like whenever he was on the court uh, because of how good Kyle is and how good of a leader and IQ he is. And Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that if Kyle is healthy and everything works out, that we'll be able to see some of that with Cam and he can develop some of that chemistry with our guys. Um, and same thing with Freddie. I mean, I have little less expectations for Freddie because again, he's on a 10 day. He's a young guy. Didn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he's promising. He seems a bit heavy footed when he moves. Like I get worried that like he might trip and fall like how JV used to. Um, but, but he's got good intangibles and like he, he's, he's got a good nose for the ball. Like he may not always get it, but he's the efforts there for sure. Okay, let uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Ian, but let me just say quickly on on Freddie G. I think I kind of like that he's heavy footed. Like I just haven't seen it on our team in such a while. And like one of his first plays, he almost like injured Stanley Johnson. And there's a part of me I'm like, I think we need this. Like we need a guy that's like. He's just, everyone's like, man, I don't want to practice around Freddie G. Like, he's like, he's broken my fingers twice. Like, I don't know. He's just, he seems, yeah, he's on a 10 day, right? But he seems very strong and very big. Um, Ian, what's up? Um, well, to talk I mean, to me about these bigs. Here's, here's how you know that it's been a pandemic year when this is one of the categories. <laughs> very fair. And hey, I'm excited. I'm actually excited for Cam. And first of all, his name is Cam Mystery. Imagine his last name is Istri. Cam Istri. I'm going. <laughs> okay, I'm no. Leave the thank chat. you. I'm yeah, leave, leave the, the chat. chat, please. You're done. Right? Um, no, I don't know. It's cool. He he's Canadian, so that's neat. But I mean, he's 28 years old, right? So, like like Derek said, his ceiling for sure is backup big and mm-hmm. he's he he fits our team in his sort of body style playing style 6'9 235 like big big enough but athletic enough and he's a rebounder and he's you know he's gonna crash boards but like I'm excited to have him on the team I think that he might be able to make our our team sort of next year going forward 
like that. He, you know, he might. Yeah, I, th- I he, think he might be like a, a solid kind 15, of like 15 minutes a game, you know, 15 mm-hmm. to 18 minutes a game, possibly. Um, I don't know much about Freddie G. I like that he's a big guy because that's like me. One time um, <laughs> when we, we used to have a good team in high school and then like a lot of guys got suspended or left. And so the team was kind of a wash. In one so you, year, you had like a badass team. We had a very good team. And the jailblazers. And then it went to shit. <laughs> and then, so the last year, it was basically just me. And one time I had kind of phoned it in so much that I forgot my basketball shoes to a game. Okay. So I like wore my Timberland boots to play. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hey, Kendrick Perkins. Bro, I was killing it. I definitely got a double-double in those goddamn boots, Perkins style. And then, even though I don't I haven't seen much of Freddie G playing, I think that, I picture him in Timberland boots and it makes her smile. Like at least in practice, maybe he can't play in boots like that and, you know, full NBA game, but maybe in practice nurse lets him throw on the big, maybe a big pair of Sorrells and kick somebody in the shins, you know? Oh yeah. Why not? Oh, I'm sure. And you know what? Like, I think our, our team needs some of that. Like, even sure. some of the some of the screens he was setting. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a moving screen. Like, oh yeah, you go you, out there and you, you you know you sharpen your elbows before the game. You put put lemon juice on your elbows. Get in somebody's yeah. eye. Is that a thing, or is that I, just? I, a, I just made it up now. But is that like it could happen? <laughs> I mean, if you're elbowing somebody in the eye, you, you're doing enough damage without the lemon juice, probably. <laughs> yeah, you don't need the lemon juice. Like, and also, if you have if you have like a you know hardwood or a floor burn, that might hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I see. I'm thinking about people's elbows. But uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm excited about Kim. I'm happy that he's on the team. Uh, he's you know, it's. It's a part of our team that he, he you know, nine, t- ninth man, tenth man. Cool. But he could be a rock solid one. What if he comes in, if he, he's one of these guys who averages, you know, 580 from the field and gets you like seven and like, like eight or nine, like a Nerlens Noel or something like that. What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> even in that Knicks game, there was a part of me that was thinking, it's like, wait, wait, what were we going to do against the Knicks? Like with watching like Randall and uh, Taj Gibson and, and, and uh, yeah. And, and Nerland's Noel was like, man, they're like, they're bruisers. This team is like, I, I, you know, I think Tibbs has done a really good job kind of like looking at who he has kind of like, cause they don't play very complex New York, but it's like, no. they're very, very much playing within what I think they're capable of. Um, but, uh, yeah, Derek, let me, um, what was going to go to you? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go to you first on this one. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is like, I just watched his open gym, you know, it's called destiny, uh, which as I say is, is fairly bold, but it seems to fit him. Like he, he seems like more excited than the average player, uh, to be a part of this team. He seems like he has got a lot of indication that he's going to be, you know, resigned. They're part of our long-term plans. He's gotten his, you know, the plus-minus high, the game winner, uh, his own personal game high twice, uh, and uh, the most recent one was one bucket uh, higher than Norm's career high. Sorry, I gotta say it. I love Norm. I won't stop loving Norm, but just gotta say it. Um, yeah, what, this guy's breaking records. Like, so my question is, what record does Gary Trent Jr. break next? I 1000% think he's going to break the three point record. 
definitely like like i think Danielle marshall still holds it is it like 12 yes yeah like he doesn't hold the league one but that's no, like no, 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 not the, yeah the, the raptors one not the league one but i think the raptors one i think he's going to get that like i don't think he's gonna catch like steph or clay or any of this guy but like i definitely think he could get the Danielle marshall 12 because like yeah, like Kyle said it yesterday, like he shoots the ball way better than any of us thought he actually could. Like I, I knew he could shoot, but like, and, and when the trade happened, I was like, that's a good trade. Like he's a guy that like, you know, tries on defense is still young that like Nick could instill some of that more defensive attitude into him, but his, his stroke is just as good as norms. And like, he, he can still get like, he's not going to be dunking like norm is, but his, he can shoot the ball just as well. Um, and if, if the last week, two weeks have been any indication of what we can expect from a 22 year old in like two, three years with him and OG developing, yeah, I think he's going to get Daniel Marshall's uh, record for, for most threes in a Raptors uniform, for sure. Um, I love it. Uh, if we all have the same answer, that's okay. By the way, Maddie, uh, I don't know if you want, if you wanted to answer this one. Oh, no, wait, sorry. I got you on an NBA question. Never mind. But if you, if you want, if you have an idea, uh, I don't want to mess you up with too many questions, but I'm going to go to Ian next uh, mm. just because mine also was Daniel Marshall's uh, 12 threes because I'm just like – you know, a part of me was like, well, maybe that's actually Fred. But I think once this team, you know, once Fred's back or whatever, he'll be the guy that is expected to keep shooting threes. Like, I think if he has a game where he has 17 or 18 attempts, people will be like, nice. You know, whereas I think Fred will expect it to he'll be expected to get more people involved, et cetera. Um, Ian, what's uh, what's what, what, what record is Trent going to break next? Well, I can tell you right now that. He probably would have broken the scoring record if Durst had kept him in when he got 44. Because the scoring record is what? Freddie's 54, right? Yeah, I was thinking that. He was not that far off. He had 44 points. And he he had 44 points on 17 from 19 from the field. So this guy had had 44 points with, with 17 makes and 19 attempts. Like, he was on fire. He, and he did that in less than three quarters of play, I think. I don't think he played the fourth at all. Like, you know, obviously we're killing them, but like, he, if he can shoot the ball that way, and he's 22 years old, and we sign him for, say, three, four years, how long are we have him for now? I don't know what his contract well, is. Well, he's, he's on so a restricted contract. No? Is it? Yeah, he's on expiring, but it's, uh, so it's, the, it's a restricted. So I'm excited to, about this guy, for sure. The interesting thing about him is. He's clearly a gamer because he does get steals. He does get the odd block. Like, if you have somebody of his position, they either get those things, blocks and steals, or they don't, right? Like, they just don't. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a great shooter, but he, that's what he does. He doesn't, they don't expect him to do anything. I think this Raptors team is more like, sort of, we all do our part. We all, Mm -hmm. we all scrape the floor. Like, let's go. So, I think he fits in with that vibe. Um, I didn't realize he was so young as well. 22 versus Norm's 27. You'll take that any time. If you're basically getting the same player, if you're getting 20, if you're getting Norm-ish sort of numbers from a 22-year-old, then you're going to take the 22-year-old because odds are he's going to develop more, right? So if, if Gary is, Trent can continue to develop on this team and he gets the playing time and, you know, he's 25, 26 years old and he shoots the ball the way he does, that. He's just going to get hot one game against a, against an opponent where the game is is sort of competitive and he doesn't have to sit and he could score fifty five points. Um, he's yeah. Totally. I also didn't realize that he was a Duke product, and 
if he's 22, that means he was probably riding, I don't know how much he played, but he might have been riding a lot of pine behind guys like Tatum, right? So he might have hmm. these Duke, you know, I have to look it up, but he might have been one of these Duke teams that's so stacked that he kind of goes under the radar. And that's why you have another Maasai like rubbing his, his fingers together because he, he's a ball guy. I didn't watch enough Gary Trent Jr. on <clears throat> Duke when he played for Duke because right? I was obviously watching somebody else. It wasn't Carter Jr. on Duke too? It was he Kentucky guy? He's Duke guy, right? They had Tatum, they had Carter Jr. They had a crazy team. That, that mm-hmm. Kentucky team had a crazy team, like four NBA starters or whatever. But it was that Duke was good that year too. And so he might have been sort of like behind, you know, two or three positions. So you have somebody who was an all high school all American, played for Duke, obviously heavily recruited, and he obviously has tremendous skill, and he's only twenty two years old. Like I'm I'm high at him. I know that that wasn't the question, but I'm excited hey. to explain for us. The question is, are you high in Gary Trent Jr.? I did. And the answer is yes. You yes, know, we all is. should be. I did know I I did answer the question though. Score No, you did. Fifty five. No, he's gonna <laughs> yeah. score fifty freaking seven. Fifty seven. Wow. Isn't that insane? Wow. And it'll take like a buzzer for sixty, but like, you know, like it would yeah. just be like a joke. But it'll be like you you know, it'll be it might not be next year, it might not be but man, what's wait till he plays in front of the crowd at the ACC. It's they're going to go wild. It's going to be like, OG's wearing short shorts and Trent Jr.'s wearing short shorts. You know, if I had legs, <laughs> if I had upper legs, like, like, like OG had like short shorts. Don't worry. You know? when, when things go back to normal, you'll probably see like a Gary Trent OG sighting at like an OVO fest oh. one of these summers. Oh, for Can't sure. Wait, guys. It's going to be great. My God. I, do, I do like our team's core, man. I'm, Me too. You know, this, um, team, this season is weird. Like we're playing in Tampa. It's creepy it's the tampa raptors it's not the toronto raptors you know these guys also these guys are aware of how amazing toronto is and they're also aware of how much they're getting the short end of the stick living in tampa like they're probably like fuck god damn it yeah there's I definitely want, a, I want to party uh, in toronto i know there's definitely a bleak part of it like i know some people are like oh they're enjoying the sun and that sort of thing but it's like it's not the same as like having all your stuff um maddie Oh. What's up? Do you got a got do you got a idea yeah. of a the next record yes. Gary Trent Jr. will break? Look, he's not I, even. I, in the, I threw this at you. Sorry, that's okay. But this is one that every game I watch, I'm always like, "What's going on with the defen- defensive box plus minus?" And uh, I think he's going to beat. You know who number one is in Raptors history for defensive Let box? Me guess plus? defensive box plus minus. Yeah, who do you think is it, it is? Somebody you would think it's somebody Keenan Clark. <laughs> I was going to say Keon Clark. Keon Clark is number five, actually. I'm going. Let me say Marcus Camby. No, it's someone Yogi Stewart. (laughs) It's someone that has I don't know, little South American flavor, maybe. Oh, stop it! Rafael Rujo, (laughs) Garbosa, better not be. Baby, baby, Baby. yeah. (laughs) He's he's got three point three. That's what he's got. And Jamario Moon's number two with a a two point oh. Only, uh... Honestly, shout out Jamario Moon. <laughs> love Jamario Moon. I love um, the story of Jamario Moon that I think he was playing for Detroit. Or no, was this Popeye Jones? I can't remember. It was one. I think it was Jamario. It was either a Raptor with character. You know what I mean? Like those two guys, they're similar to me in how they're so positive and they're like their energies and their spirits, right? But I think it was Jamario Moon. He found out 
Medusa Miraptor, and he packed his stuff and he drove to Toronto. He's like, oh, see you later. Sick. <laughs> right down the That's... QEW or the uh, 401. Yeah. That's <laughs> how you know Detroit is shit. <laughs> That's pretty great. And okay, just before we switch to NBA stuff, I'm going to say. My my favorite, uh, or well, one of my favorite, like driving to become a Raptor stories is when Jermaine O'Neal tried to cross the border with I think something like eighteen to twenty vehicles that he didn't like, even register, and I don't know, it was so good. It was just like there was an interview. It's like yeah, I tried to get all my like rides across the border, and they were like they wanted some info and I didn't want to give any. And anyways, it was like it was one of those things where I'm like, this is insane, and I love this guy already. Um, big Jo fan. Oh, but uh, I yeah, was excited when we got him. Let's uh, let's hit up some NBA stuff. Um, Maddie, good sir, please give me your most Adam Silvery tugboaty NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. Classic. All right. Um, you know, this is like a, it's one of those kind of stocky questions that you can, you could ask all the time. Cause it's a, it's a changing metric. Uh, but, uh, it's always an interesting one to me because it kind of, for me, it shows how you look at a player's value, uh, and what you expect of them. Um, so let's, uh, let's go to you first, uh, Ian, um, who is who is the current worst contract holder in the NBA? <sighs> well, I did some some sort of cursory research on this, and, mm-hmm. uh, as you would, and I was kind of looking at it. And there's a few that seem people seem to say the John Wall, Russell Westbrook contracts. And right. in fairness, though, I they're tons of money. They're you're paying them into their 30s, but these guys, in particular, John Wall, when he signed that contract. You don't expect the Achilles. Uh, you know what I mean? You don't expect all the injuries. Totally. Yeah, he, he was prone before, but he, he was an amazing guard. I don't know if there was a time where he, in his career, where he was the best guard in the NBA, but I would say that there were a couple of years where he was top three. In particular, when he was absolutely on fire, going end-to-end with it, doing mm-hmm. whatever the hell he wanted with it. Um, yep. But he just couldn't keep up, like for whatever reason. He like um, led the league in uh, a corner three assists. Yeah, I remember when you year. pay that, you pay that money for somebody who you look at as your Steph, your Kyrie. You give mm-hmm. him that money because you think he you've seen what he can do, right? Um, and he's a number one overall pick. Blah blah blah. Same with Russ. Um, same kind of logic. But Tobias Harris, for me, sticks out because Tobias Harris, nice one. I don't understand how this guy is getting paid as much as he's getting paid and it's going to haunt Philly because they have like four more years of this guy and he's it's like tops out at like 37 like third like that's a lot of money for a guy who is for 37 million dollars you could be getting Russell Westbrook numbers you know you could be getting that guy and then and then if you're Philly you're like well, fuck, we're, we have Tobias Harris for all this goddamn money. And we, we do want to keep Simmons and Embiid, but you can't now. So that, if you actually, the funny thing about that contract is if you look at it, you're like, either Tobias is gone and they're going to they're gonna take, get, take a haircut, like, because nobody's going to give them fair value, mm-hmm. or somebody like Simmons is gone. That team, that contract alone, and they also have Horford, 
but like that team, you're just no. They 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 got rid of Horford. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, he's in OKC now. Yeah, it's been a long year. That, that was that was like yeah. Well, Philly but once more he got Tobias, he got busy, but the Tobias Harris contract is brutal. That's my answer. <laughs> that is a fantastic answer. That was like uh, that's kind of where my head is at too. Because um, we'll we'll see where you're at, Derek. But similarly, I think you know if you're a smallish market and you drop a super max on a guy that is extremely unlucky, like John wall, you know, I guess, yeah, if it, you know, it's fair for people to say that is the worst contract, but that's, that's not where my head is. Like I'm just kind of looking for a bit of a mistake as well. Um, yeah. So who's yours? I will. Yeah, you guys kind of mentioned him out the side. I have two that are in my head. I would say the, obviously Al Horford. I mean, Mm-hmm. because of his age, not because of the numbers that he's putting up. Cause even on a bad OKC team, he's still putting up like 15 and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not horrible, but he's not like the guy that he was with the Hawks. He's definitely not even the version that he was with the Celtics. Um, and I still don't understand why the heck Philly got him when they did. Um, so it's a bad contract because he's like 34 right now. That contract expires in like 2020, <laughs> 2024. So you're going to have this guy till he's like 38. I mean, I w- at that point, I would probably just run the risk of having a Tobias Harris who could probably still shoot the three at 37, then Al Horford at 37, 38 with like as a big guy. I don't know. Um, so I would say Al Horford, but my other pick, and technically, I mean, his contract ends this season. It's season expiring. Okay. But I still think it's a really, really bad contract. Otto Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Otto but, was a and that's a like a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Like Washington, yeah. that was their final move, kind of like Tobias a little bit. Yeah, he has done nothing for them. No, well, he the thing anymore. is, so so he I remember that I think it was like maybe 2016 or 2017, and and like he had like a bunch of offers, and it was like between the Wizards and the Nets, and then the Nets were like, we'll pay you like a hundred and something million, and the Wizards matched it, so they they kept him at like a hundred and six million for like four or five years, and then like traded him away the next year to like the Bulls, and then it was like. He's just been averaging like, I don't know, like five and two. Like, I don't even know what he's doing. Like, he was injured and stuff, but like, that was just a bad contract for a guy. Shout out to Otto Porter's agent, man. Cause that yeah, guy. Definitely. Well, and that's also like, that's, yeah, that's kind of the, I was talking about the small market thing with, with John Wall, but it, it, it's even a better example for a guy like Otto because, you know, if you look at the Raptors trying to wrap up these kind of like really productive guys. Masai getting Fred for 22 and OG for 18. It's like mm-hmm. how much that's going to pay off is, is just wild. Like that's yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, I know it's kind of an offense based thing, but I still we'll see, but I feel like the Raptors will forever be lucky that, uh, that New York and Phoenix and Detroit and these teams um, passed on Fred. Um, yeah. But uh, sorry, Ian, do you have one more thing? No, I was just agreeing with you. Um, Yeah, so mine is, I think you guys' answers are better, but I I like mine. There's a bit of a different angle. Mine's Kevin Love. Um, So I kind of was thinking, you know, similarly, like, I look at a guy like Blake Griffin and that was a bad contract or whatever. But again, it's that like signed by the Clippers, sent to Detroit. It's kind of like they needed to do it. The Kevin Love thing was sort of like in the wake of LeBron. And I think Kevin Love was like, yeah, I'll max you guys out. 
and then I'll just go where I want to go. It's totally LeBron's fault, that whole contract, for sure. Oh, for sure. But like, It's like, you know, he's a totally a shine turd next to LeBron. You know, a total polished turd. I mean, polished turd, I think, is a bit much. Fair. But also, also LeBron can polish him. <laughs> I like, like Kevin Love. I know what I mean. Like, I'm the <laughs> poor guy. He's listening to his body. He, 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 I know. I'm sorry, Kevin. My no, apologies. he's devastated from, from that comment. Yeah. Um, even he's not even the best Kevin in the NBA. That must hurt. And Kevin's not even, you know what I mean? Oof. Yeah, there's a couple Kevins now. Um, but you know, yeah, like the thing I was going to say with Kevin Love too, though, is that he even did the thing where he's like, I'm going to be like a bad dude and work my way out of here. Like there was a, you know, the oh, gif yes. of him like whipping balls at people, but like he didn't go far enough. So he's just still in Cleveland. Like another <laughs> trade deadline has come and gone. And it's like, this guy's still there and watching him play against the Raptors. I was like, what, what's going on? Like, cause they have like other bigs. They should like want to develop. And, and anyways, he's three more years. That's why, that's why I was like, he's gotta be, it's not the, the, the money. It's not that high, but you know, do you think that when he was going in to sign that contract or like to negotiate it, he had like just a on loop of him D'ing up Steph Curry in the game seven, just be like, this is what I'm going to give you every fucking game. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He's like November versus Charlotte. This is fucking me. Okay. (laughs) He's like, everyone likes Kyrie shot over Steph. Watch this. Watch this. You see me? Look at this. Look at this foot shuffle, you know? Uh, all right, let's go to let's go to Derek on this. And Matt, I want you to answer this question too. So please do come in. I'm in. Uh, I am looking for uh, a rebrand of an NBA franchise. Um, you can take that whatever way you want, but you know, hopefully, a, t- a team that needs a rebrand. So tell me, tell me the current team, and then tell me the the new version. Uh, yeah, I'll go to you first, Derek. Oh, like the new version of what I think it should look like? Yes. Okay. So my pick is the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the hell that graffiti jersey is, but it's trash. It looks horrible. Like it just, it looks like somebody Googled what they thought graffiti should look like. And then just slapped it on a jersey and was like, let's put like some weird shade of blue on it and make it work. Um, I think they, they got like six different logos. I can't tell which one is which. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then even like their simple clean jerseys from like dirt, the Dirk era. Like, I feel like this is Lucas team. You got to have something for Lucas era. And I don't, I don't think a rebrand would be bad. Like they have a nice, yeah. they don't have to deviate too much from it. They got like some nice history with some, you know, classic throwbacks too. you know, during the Nash era and stuff like that. I, I think they could, they could do a rebrand kind of along the lines of like, you know, even what's like Phoenix has done, um, you know, adding some, some of the more colors and gradients, but like nice designs, not like the Miami heat one where they just look like some weird Neapolitan Miami vice ice cream Jersey. Like <laughs> that's good. Uh, but yeah, I think Dallas Mavericks, uh, you know, you've got a star player in, 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 in the emerging in the making with Luca, uh, you've got good aesthetics, uh, no state tax in Texas. You can afford it. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I, do, do you think they should stick with the uh, with the Mavs too? Like, is that like Maverick? You know, it's like, is that still? Does yeah, that still I, mean something, or is that like up for debate too? No, I th- I think they should still stick with it, right? Because like Luca is essentially a gunslinger. <laughs> like, yeah, even though, even though he he's not a great three point shooter right now, and I, I still imagine that he's going to develop into like an MVP candidate over the next few years. Um, he's but got yeah, some time. 
he's got he's got time. He's got the, all the skills in the world. He's got the swag, and you know. If, if they make some moves and, and you know, move Przingis somewhere and get a good, another big star next to him, they can make some real noise. I like it. Um, Ian, what's up? Is there is there a team in need of a rebrand? Uh, and w- whether it be new name, new colors, new vibe? I think I think so. Actually, you know, it's funny. It's a good question because I think there's a lot. There's, there's more than one. Yeah. I really yeah. like the Dallas answer because it's been a long time uh, since I've enjoyed their jersey in any way. For sure. Yeah, because it's kind of just a type of blue or a type they're, of green. They're, in oh, particular, yeah. their championship jersey where they beat the Heat, that jersey is really lame to me. And they're still kind of going off that vibe. Um, but I also think something like the Orlando Magic. Oh, here, here's the thing. Their jersey is um, it's kind of like Phoenix. And it's got that classic 90s throwback style. And the colors, the blue and the black, really work. Um, but uh, I mean, their name's the magic. Give me some. Give me a throw me a music, uh, magician. You know what I mean? <laughs> give me a deck of cards, like whammo bammo in there. Like the that. Orlando in and of itself. <laughs> Just give me like you're sawing somebody in half. Like anything, any kind of magic motif. For God's sake, why wouldn't you do it? You know what I mean? Like a wizard hat. Bam. Oh no, no they get the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Another one is I think the, the Clippers need to as well because they are always in the shadow of the Lakers as the Clippers. If you just did away with the Clippers entirely and came up with something different, the crocodiles, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. The manta rays. A crocodiles would be sick. You could go all green, right? And that would counter the yellow. You could be like, Oh, you're the Lakers? Guess what's in the lake that kills, you know what I mean? Crocodile. <laughs> um, I like green. I, I like that a lot. And sorry, I'm just getting excited because <laughs> I, when you were doing that, I was like, oh man, I realized there's a ton. But, yeah, there's so many. And, and for me, none of them are the Pelicans. I like <laughs> that they chose the bird. I I'm love not the Pelicans. I'm like, I like they the should play up on the Pelican even more. They should have their logo. They should have like uh, the philadelphia fanatic but a pelican with a huge thing and he like swallows you know what i mean he swallows mm-hmm. stuff yeah swallows <laughs> the ball dunks it bam right <laughs> um okay matt do you matt i, n- yeah. I know you got one. Oh yeah i got one put a little bit of thought into this uh i've never really liked the name i've never really liked their jerseys but my pick is the cleveland cavaliers mm-hmm. okay um and, you know, I think that also because of LeBron, too, I feel like I feel like, you know, through LeBron's career, Cleveland has kind of, you know, they, he, he's definitely kind of uh, <laughs> had some kind of weird control over the team, even when he's left. And I think that, you know, as he's moving to the end of his career now, of course, he's going to come back and sign a one day and retire as a Cleveland Cavalier. That, of course, that's going to happen. But they need to like prepare for the post LeBron era of the NBA. And yeah, like I'm even good with like dropping Cleveland from the name. If you do keep it, look, they're known. They have the rock and roll hall of fame there. Call them the Cleveland rock, get drew Carey more involved. Cause he loves to sing Cleveland rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're known as the four city. You could call them the four city cleavers. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're like, I'm trying here, Gilbert. I'm trying. Yeah. No, I just think that, yeah, the, like the, the, the C on a, 
on a flag on the end of a, a sword. I'm just not digging whatever that thing is. And uh, I think it's time, Cleveland. You need to move into that new era. That's my pick. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I don't have a really good name, um, but I think Memphis is a classic like Vancouver Grizzlies. Honestly, makes perfect sense. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies is like, okay, you got a lot of music history there, but you also got some like more like kind of maybe, I don't know it's not more special or more weird or whatever, but I think it's funny that there's like wrestling history there. So if they yeah. called them like, you know, whatever, like the, the Memphis wrestlers is the only idea I could wow. come up with, which is why my <laughs> rebrands suck. <laughs> but the other one I have is I think Sacramento's not fooling anybody. Uh, they're not Kings, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, why don't they go full like, um, you know, Golden State Warriors? It's like, well, you're in San Francisco. So Sacramento, why don't you just call yourself California Kings? Um, it's the capital mm-hmm. city of California. Uh, everyone would make fun of them for sure for like a couple months. But then after that, they'd be like, California Kings is pretty like... I like that. I, I like it better than Sacramento Kings. It's got some flow, right? I mean, yeah. It sounds like a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. To it, be does. Honest, but... <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. As soon as I said that, I was like, oh, man, yeah. Anthony Kiedis would be like, hey, yo. <laughs> I don't know why he just he just pops in and says, yo. Um, and then he names a bunch no, of American when he's, he's, He comes to the games and like shoots the, the T-shirts. He's like, give it away, give it away, give it away. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I would actually love to see that. <laughs> We're in full cheesy joke territory. Like he'd be there, Ric Flair. Woo. Um, I think. I think it's about time we hit up some quickish questions. Uh, what do you say, guys? Sure. Yeah. All right, Maddie. Give me that beautiful quickish questions. Sting. Got him already. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, dude. There we go. Uh, you know what? That's on me. Don't ask Matt to prepare a rebrand question. And then as soon as he's done, spring on a cue, spring a cue on him. Uh, you know, I was on the wrong soundboard. That's that's on me. But uh, don't worry, you know, a little delay. Fans hold their breath like they're driving by a cemetery. And then we hit it. Yep. Yeah, you better believe it. Um, <laughs> shout out Earl's Court Cemetery. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Rogers I've never, Road. I've never middle. heard anybody shout out a, uh, a cemetery. <laughs> like the reggae horn in the back <laughs> as you drive by. That's a good thing to shout out. Um, sorry like for anyone that's I've offended. <laughs> you know, I actually. Yeah, R- 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 yeah, no, R- that's, I'm sure it's a nice uh, cemetery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Top of the pops. Um, oh, boy. Okay, let's uh, let's do some quickish questions. Uh, hopefully, none about the Earl's Court Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, let's go. Uh, let's go, Derek and Matt. You guys ready? Yeah. Cool. Okay, uh, let's do this. Uh, oh wait, I didn't get my spiel. Sorry. Okay, my 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 mini spiel. I'm gonna rush these questions. You got to answer as quick as you can. Uh, I don't want to waste any more time because I forgot to do my spiel. But people know it. <laughs> Okay, uh, Derek. Yep. Um, our player acquisition strategy is clearly headed in the direction of getting players who vaguely look like musicians. Fred, Drake, Gary, The Weeknd. Who else is out there 
uh, that we should target? Um, there's this, I can't remember his name. There's this one dude on the Atlanta Hawks that kind of has like the old Bieber haircut and he's a three point shooter. I can't remember his name though. Kevin Herter? Yes. Yes. I would, I would get him. I would totally get Kevin Herter. And Bieber is the perfect guess. That's perfect. Um, Ian, if you could equip Aaron Baines with a piece of illegal equipment, (laughs) i.e. brass knuckles to bring slash wear on the court, to improve his game, what would it be? Hmm. Well, I would probably give him some, like, uh, I want to give him some sponges. You know, I think he just needs, needs some sponges, just just in general on his body. And, <laughs> sure. um, or maybe if you could get some caution tape and just wrap the caution tape around him and then just stick him kind of in the corner of and, and then people know he's there and you just kind of just leave him alone, you know? Sure, sure. I thought you were going to say flubber. Um, no worries. <laughs> um, Matt. Yeah. Uh, which former NBA player mm. would you hire to personally coach Siakam? What specialty would you want Siakam to gain from that player? Wow. Boy, okay. Um I think, uh, okay, like uh, maybe I, I might need a little help finding this person, but I need someone that, you know, has some confident flash to them. I want to say like Allen Iverson for some reason, because Ooh. I feel like also, you that know, is a wild take. Um, he'll help lo- him. De- <laughs> he'll help him deal with like all the, you know, fan pressure and stuff. People, you know, it's like people still say practice to me all the time practice practice so like i think i don't know alan iverson might be the one at the very at the very least help with his spin shot you know yeah you answered with the answer (laughs) perfect yeah pascal's Um, the question yeah exactly pascal's the question uh ai's the answer um okay derek uh this is a bit a bit of a rating one okay um we don't have these guys under contract for next season. Uh, Lowry, Johnson, Trent Jr., Gillespie, uh, Watanabe, Birch. Rate each of these from don't call us, we'll call you, to we'll send a chopper to watch your every move. So maybe just pick one guy that is being followed by a chopper and then pick another guy who the team's going to be like, see ya. Um, fo- keep a chopper to follow Kyle because even if it doesn't work out, you could just always sign and trade him and still get something for him. Yep. Um, and Didn't say that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, unfortunately, it's a uh, it's a uh, we'll, don't call us, we'll call you, Freddie G. Okay, yeah, yeah, Freddie G's like, um, you guys going somewhere for lunch? And they're like, I mean, that might happen wow. in a week and a half from now. So yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> they gotta keep they gotta keep multiple Freddies. Um. Uh, Okay, uh, Ian. Yep. Who is the tallest raptor? Currently? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, is it Baines? I think it is. Um, is he seven feet? That feels right. I think he's 6'10. Um, yeah, he's 6'10. Uh, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, I'll, I'll do one, one little all play uh, for the last one. But um, what, Matt, what trait in Raptors fandom is the most frustrating for you? Um, well, I mean, I, I'm used to this with different sports as well, but I, th- I think it's the, you know, 
the panicked shitting on the team. Panicked shitting. Agreed. Okay, so panicked shitting, you know, yeah. just like take yeah. it easy. Yeah, you don't gotta you don't gotta freak out on the team. Um, I fully agree. So this last question is actually one I did in the segment uh, from from George Brooks, who uh, who does the show as well. Uh, and, but I think you know, let's take another little fun pass at it, and let's let's make it a Toronto record uh, that w- of any kind. So the question was, um, what record uh, will uh, GTJ break next? But you know, it's obviously on everyone's mind. So what's a Toronto record made up or whatever uh, that uh, that Gary's going to break next? Um, Derek, you first. Uh, I'm counting on Gary this season to be the leader in the most fake <laughs> comeback wins for the Raptors. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah Mike James is watching with bated breath. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Uh, Ian, what's um, yeah, what's what, what's a record that GTJ is going to break? Hmm. I think he'll probably like it. Does have to be sports related? No. Okay, I think he's going to eat uh, the most uh, euro <laughs> on a bun from Square Boy. Okay, Square yeah. Boy. So somebody's going to introduce oh him to Square Boy, and he's going to go every day. He's not going to get the Osmos deal. Miss, <sighs> you got to go to the boy if you can. Uh, I love Osmos though. That's the police it. for Osmos right now. Mm-hmm. Whoa, yeah. The- the police, you know, they like they they got to keep their eye on Osmos uh, because we know Osmos <laughs> looking for another Raptor. Uh, Matt, what's yes. up? What's, what's what's his record? He's going to break. Gary Trent Jr. is going to be the first NBA player, and I'm going to say the first human ever to do the skywalk without a cord. Wow. Okay. Um, and he's doing a lean too. He's gonna lean. You know what? That even the thought of that scares me. Uh, I'm actually like I'm one of those people that when you describe heights, if you show those like videos of like teenagers like climbing things in Russia, I just start to sweat. Um, I know. I hate that stuff. Don't too. do it. Anything for the gram. Anything for the gram, um, buddies. We've we've arrived at the end of the pod. Thank you both so much. Uh, yeah, this this was awesome. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me, man. No problem. Uh, awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, so fun. God damn it. Uh, yeah, D- Derek, I'll, uh, I'll go to you first. Like, um, you know, what do you want people to know? What do you want them to check out? Yeah, I, I, mean, I would say right now, I guess the biggest thing would be to um, stay informed, stay safe, stay healthy. We're living in a crazy time and, yep. uh, you know, it's especially crazy right now. And uh, I would say the, the best thing you can do is inform yourself with, uh, you know, the, the best information that you can uh, with, you know, trusted sources and people that you love and trust uh, to get you the right information and are looking out for you and to stay safe and stay healthy. And I hope, uh, you know, everyone has the best luck moving forward because we're all going to need it for sure. Yeah. Well said, my uh, my my brother Miguel has said to me before. Uh, you know, it feels like we're living uh, through an era, like a a new era of propaganda, um, and it, yeah, it, it's a tough place to. So make sure your sources are, are good, and um, yeah, make sure the people around you are also checking out good stuff. Uh, it's very important. Um, Ian, what's up? Where where can people check you out? What do you want them to know? I agree. I think, yeah, man, Instagram for sure is where I'm going to do anything. But uh, I agree with Derek's message. And I also want to say, um, call somebody that you love. That's the yeah. thing to do. 
And uh, even if they've called them recently, doesn't matter. Or if you haven't talked to them in a long time, doesn't matter. Call them up because it's uh, it's important to hear from people like that and uh, have some laughs and like that stuff goes a long way. So yeah. and we look for the. I think we're on the uh, end of this, and I'm hoping for everybody to stay safe and uh, we'll get through it. And it'll be awesome when we do. Damn right. Um, yeah. yeah, call someone. Uh, yeah, people have called me out of the blue during this time. Uh, and it's been, yeah, it's just meant so, so much. So, you know what? Even, even, you know, put down your phone when you're ordering food and, uh, or pick it up again and call one of these places. <laughs> talk to them wait call the food place well yeah like make an uber driver call (laughs) no don't use uber is what i'm saying i like call call the restaurant how are you guys doing i'm gonna get the uh for pickup i'm gonna give you guys some more money you know uh that's what i'd like to advocate as well you know try not to fall back on the uber and the DoorDash and whatnot damn right yeah stay local be generous uh, Matt, you know, you're trying to be genuine and I was ripping on you. How dare I? Okay. <laughs> you never okay, know with my, me. My you message? never know. <laughs> Allow people to be genuine. <laughs> okay. Um, guys, this was so much fun. Uh, and and l- let me just shout out everyone who's been, um, you know, following this podcast and uh, supporting. We've been growing a lot recently and it's super appreciated. Thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, Matt, if you feel like we're good to go. Please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. 